shit. Hey, YouTubers and friends, sorry about that. I had an Ed moment. Welcome to another Tuesday Night Hangout Live with my favorite co-hosts, Toledo Jazz, Dano, and Rose. Angela's not here. Quit that, Dano. And we have a special guest tonight, metal detectorist, she, uh, Steph Diggs. And I'm not going to mess up her last name right now, but don't go away. I know you just told me, but I'd mess it up anyway. <laughs> Tang way. Uh, whatever. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, YouTubers and friends. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Jess. Dano, the treasure vixens, and I. Oh, uh, am I sure it's not a Monday? Oh my God. It's your worst nightmare. It's a Tuesday night. Right before I go live, when you're all yapping in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> know what I did? I pushed stop streaming. Oh. oh Boom. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, you guys. Rose, what did you? What were you gonna tell me? I I managed to remember to plug the show. Good girl. Through a shout out to Dano, but we ended up recording for so long that we're probably gonna make two videos out of it. So one of the videos will definitely have it in there, and the other won't. But Dano, we found something, and I think you might really particularly like. So. I'm nobody. Uh, oh well, not <laughs> me, not us. I'm nobody. I hear hear that, stuff. everybody? Dano says he's a nobody. Come on. Show I Dano some love. Show Dano live. some love. Oh, oh, I don't mind. I do my videos. You watch, you watch. If you don't, you don't. I got nothing against it. That's right. I'll be the life. Like I tell you, when I'm old and gray, I just hope when I don't remember, my family shows me videos and I say, damn, I did that. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was cool, huh? What's up, James Van Cleve? <laughs> oh, my big brother's in the room. Hey, James. Um, that reminds me, in a month from today, it's going to be my old man birthday. We'll never catch up to Jesse, though. And we'll be flying out to the mother load. Ooh, yeah, that's a month, isn't it? Yeah, a month Get away. Up, we'll be on a jet airplane. Heading towards the West Coast, find some of that Cali gold. Hopefully, Two Toes and Bennett won't find it all. No, so. the way that Two Toes finds gold, man. That part is he goes where you went. And, and we're we're having a Jersey History Hunters raid. Audra uh -huh. Rage, awesome dudes. Thank you, Nancy, ambient girl. Ambient girl. Well, let's say hi to our friends here. First, first and foremost, the world's greatest moderator, Mr. Lodak. What's up, Jared? And there's James Van Cleef. What's up? Chrissy, how are you? Chrissy. Mark, Mark Thomas. There's Bill, Ohio Relic Hunter. Hey, Bill. 
Luke was in here somewhere. Did anybody say hi to Luke? Luke Duke, he was the Luke first Duke. to comment. And Jason Keats in the house. Yeah, saw Jason. PD Sandigger. PD PD Sandigger. Howdy. Nickel and Dimes Coin Hunter. Good to see you. Yeah. Sheila Cummings. Thanks Michael for joining Anderson. us. And Ron Shaw from Shaw's Prospecting. Mitchell Anderson. Anderson. Sorry, I always I always F that up. Always. Jonathan Friend, how are you tonight? Jeff Jeff Otworth. Yeah, Man, Jeff was here pretty there. early. Oh, Mark Miller, your package is on its way. It'll be there by Thursday, I believe it said. And Terry Curry, welcome. Hello. 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 Jeff, it's hot, hot, hot out there in California right now. Morning. Jeff Otworth, oh. I had an, an Ed moment today. Mower caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Curry, how are you tonight? Oh, our friend from Tasmania, Terrell yeah. Marshall's in the house. Oh, hello. Our Dwight Wooten, how you doing, buddy? Oh, there's Pinger. Pinger just showed up. Hey, Pinger Prospecting. Pinger, what's up, Pinger? Fire, 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 that's right. It uh, reminds me of a time I caught a Carmen Ghia Volkswagen on fire. Um, well, really, the fuel line busted and <laughs> got on the motor. I just Middle glad I after. got it out in time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. How have you guys been doing this week since last time we talked? Uh, it's cooler than last week, so I'm a lot happier when I'm out on that stone. We're grading the new uh, basketball court gymnasium thing at a high school um, way up in north of me about an hour. Hey, I and, see a new name here. Uh-oh. See a the new name? Fever. Uh... Gopi with the great outdoors. What's up? Hello. Jack and Lisa. Gopi oh, Radio. Oh, Jack okay. and Lisa. Right. Um, Got it. Tucker. Remember? Yep, they, yep. they used to have Gold Grabber High Bankers. Right. Here's Benzo. He's been on our show. Yeah, I know, but that's a different name, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's, well, that's what I said. <laughs> we JP. love you too, Lisa and Jack. JP's in here now. Yeah, Pirate Prospecting. I, I see all our good friends from down oh, under are starting to stroll in. Uh, how do you like... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry I interrupted you. You were talking about work. <laughs> oh, it's Okay. I, I know you don't know what that is anymore. It's a four-letter yeah, word. It's, it's bad. A, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. Why? <laughs> it's something we all but, have to do. Uh, here, talk about work. Look who's got themselves a kick-ass job. Brian Wilder. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Working with Van uh, Vern Atkins, right? On the Ranger. On the Ranger. Now the Ranger. we will. He won't tell us if he's gonna be on Bering Sea Gold. Uh, we gotta wait. What a jerk! Well, at this point, he hasn't been fired. Well, that's good. Brian's so, a dredging machine, and he so deals fired, with the Brian, cold water of Maine. He dredges oh, yeah, up in Maine all the time. Oh hell yeah, he's gonna be. He's, he's gonna a be... New England boy too, Steph. Yeah, so. yeah. But he's yeah, a masshole. He ain't from Connecticut. He's a masshole. I, I can say that my baby was born in Mass. One of my babies. I was married to a masshole once. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's. I think he's gonna do really well up there. Oh, I I know Brian will, but I I sent him Martha's information from uh, Blast Films from the mm -hmm. UK. Um, hopefully, I I sent a few people that information, and hopefully, right. something pays off for some of them, since I am unable to go nomadic, even though I right. love to. And just look for gold and treasures. Well, he just put out a video today, I think. He took a tour of the Ranger 2. Uh, that was out yesterday. Was that yesterday? Dude, well, they, yesterday, today. My days blend from one day to the next. His newest digging on the beach here. And, uh, yeah, that one. I told him, call in. Hey, Tinks. <laughs> Our friend from Ireland, how you doing? Yeah, I told him to call in. David Villa. We'll be yeah. out there next week. Or oh, next month. The 18th. Yeah, next month. On my you birthday. Are, in the morning. You get out there, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'll see my brother I haven't seen in, like, decades. Jim, you're going to still meet us at the airport, right? Follow us over to Todd's. I have the green light from top that or so well we're still kind of screwing around i need to get a glass of water which i still don't have oh <laughs> sure right back. you guys keep talking <laughs> we, we were going to <laughs> i know i don't need to tell you to do that Benzo <laughs> <No. laughs> bonanza hey pirate prospecting jp's in the house too right on right on so Sorry, got, Liz. So we, we've got uh, Gold Rush Days coming up, too, here. In, well, That's right. Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend here in Ohio. So uh, You're all it's, invited. Oh, yeah. We got uh, a total at, of four uh, melee texture hunts. Oh, really? Right. I think it's four, three or four. Oh, so yeah. Two-day two ones. So if any of you beeper, beepers want... <laughs> Beepers, uh, metal sweeters. Yeah, uh, any of your metal detectorists want to join us? Feel free. But at the it flash camp, we're gonna have Keen Prospector and and us. We'll have Jason Keats prospecting with us. So. Yeah, uh, one day she might tanks when she comes on as a guest. 
Hey, so, Jeff. Yep, that'll be uh, September 5th and 6th at the Swank, Buckeye chapter of the GPAA. So if you can make it there, man, you, you it's a lot of fun. Learn how to learn how to pay in for gold, do some metal detecting, meet a lot of cool people. Yeah, swingers with a stick. That's it. And Chris, you sounds good. What was that? I said I'm nodding like I know what's going on, like I've been here the whole time. Uh, well, That's okay. That's okay. Here in Ohio, which yeah. is September 5th and 6th, where they have a kind of like a swap meet where um, you dig for gold. There's gold in our creek. It's a, it's a Buckeye chapter, the GPAA. It's their lease. In a, one of their leases in Ohio. Every year they do gold rush days. But in that gold rush days, they have like a common dig where everybody digs uh, and they splits the, the, uh, the booty. Speed um, speed panning competitions, right? Uh, metal detecting hunts, night hunts, um, all kinds of cool people. And then, uh, I and then, not great right now. It's been too hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why you know, with our lifestyle, we're we're in the water a lot of times. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Shoulder deep in water, or Dano sits on his butt and just sucks up gravels like he's sweeping up his grandma's floor. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like the twenty-second year or twenty-first year of uh, Gold Rush days too. Right. But it's a great time. Almost, almost as fun as Flash Bash Rose. Almost. Almost, yeah. I, I, I can only imagine that the community is just as cool. I wish I could meet it, but you know, I traded that event, you guys, for uh, something pretty special. My fiance and I have decided to get married at the beginning of October, so we're rushing a wedding. So I'm going to have to skip out on making it. Oh bummer! Well, I mean, <laughs> bummer! You're gonna miss out on 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 uh, uh, But congratulations on on you guys getting married. <laughs> congratulations, Rose. There's always next year. That's right. right. Fair trade this year. I'll be there next year, guys. So right. next year you'll have Flash Bash 2021 and Gold Rush. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Everybody's saying congratulations. Thanks, guys. Super stoked. Excellent. Excellent. Um any any new news? Except new news. we 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 have Well gold's up at over two thousand again. Well, that's over 2000. Good for prospectors, bad for the US dollar. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know how much longer the dollar is gonna last. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't well, think we can go into a digital me, me and that. cashless society overnight. No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. Our dollar has value because of oil, right? Uh, because we, we've been dependent on oil. For well, so it's long. the petrocurrency, yeah. Not our oil from other countries. 
we'd be dependent on the rest of the world for oil. And our money is tied to oil. So now that we're becoming energy sufficient or uh, we have our own energy, we're, we're able to produce enough oil and gas that we're actually selling energy. So that, that means we're not oil dependent anymore on the, the, the Middle East countries, which is good, which means we don't need to be over there fighting oil wars anymore. Uh, but at the same time, what's gonna happen with our money? Uh, I think we're gonna go to precious metals. Our, our, our dollar is probably gonna be backed by gold again. Well, be. there's been it talks about be. that again. Yeah, that's and that's uh that's to do with the Federal Reserve. I'm not a I'm not a money guy. Jaron probably knows a whole lot more about this than well than yeah, Jaron's a commodity and money right. guy, you know, I'm crypto sure to you know more about it than I do, but I, I see us getting out of uh out of out of out of the oil wars. And, and uh, yeah, probably opium wars too. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh oh, yeah. Speaking uh, of that, Jaron, my my crypto's doing very well at the moment. <laughs> right, I think crypto's doing really well right now. What's crypto up to? Uh, what I see it at? Well, it depends you know, which crypto. There's like a cabillion different types of crypto right. coins. The, the, Let's uh, just say my investment has doubled. That's good. Wow, that's great. And and my gold has gone up, and my silver has gone up, you know. So, you know. So yeah, don't and and hell, I still keep buying gold and silver even at this price. And it's supposed to go up even more. Oh. Uh, neither will I, Chrissy. <clears throat> but I. Audra, Rach, did you catch when we were talking about Gold Rush days? But all, like I said in your chat before, when I was trying to multitask, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you information on it, address everything um, via Messenger, Audra. Audra. I'd definitely go. like to see you guys there. That would be fun. That would be awesome. Hey. I I have gold pans with your names on it if right. you show up. And we'll get gold in those, too. Yes, sir. See Bedrock Bennett in the house? Bennett, don't find all the nuggets before we get there, please. <laughs> yeah, let me find please. one. Just let me find, find one. one nugget at least, please. At a time. This the uh, step. This bedrock Bennett. He's like a nugget nugget magnet with his metal detector. Yeah. And we'll we'll hopefully more than once on our trip to the motherload, we'll be out in the field with him. Yep. And but it's like don't follow Bennett because he he'll find it all in front of you. Him or yeah, two toes. Well, we've seen what happens when I go detecting with Lou, so <laughs> I understand how that feels. Gets all the well, was that yeah. the guy who found that really cool like brooch? 
with the uh, a lot of cool approaches, so I'm not sure. Uh, a round one on it was like, um, let me see on. It was a virgin, virgin property. Was that that property oh, yeah. we found that round brooch with the glass in it? With, yeah, yeah, you found that. It's probably like 1850s or so. It it wasn't colonial or anything, but still very cool. Yeah. Um, and he found the two coppers in the yard that I did not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he does it every time. He's up yeah. to 51 or 52 for the year, I think. Wow. I have a so what's a, what's, what's a, is there, is there a, you know, everybody's got their own specialties. Some people like to look for coins. Some people like to look for relics uh, yeah. uh it, what's your what's your i don't want to say specialty but what's your preference um i've said it before and i'll say it again i i really in the moment i prefer digging coins because there's nothing like that dopamine kick of knowing that you have a coin under your coil and then it ends up being a two to three hundred year old coin that's awesome right. but at the end of the day when i look around my relic room i really like the relics more um they just they tell more of a story and they're really cool in displays and they're all different well um, i imagine that's what i like about tokens and i imagine finding a coin is a is a, a real quick high it, yeah it's but, then, but then right but then right afterwards you're you're down again so it's, it's time to look for the next one Exactly. Yeah. So I like crack, isn't it? I like crack. I have to say the same thing. So like you know, say, thing. I went out and yeah. I um I yeah, as opposed to as opposed to like a piece of a relic where you yeah. find it and you go, Well, I think I know what that is, but I need to research it. I need to find out. Now you've got a longer period of of joy. Yeah. You know, because you're yeah. researching, you're doing your you're finding so so we're just all a bunch of drug addicts <laughs> you know we're all vaping here three of us yeah, right yeah. but uh, you know it's, you know what i'm saying it's so yeah. i imagine relics probably give a better feeling let's say they do i mean like today i went out and i found half of a powder flask and i was out uh, I was digging that hole for about 30 minutes, trying to find every tiny little piece that I could, and then circling the hole about 20 feet out to try to find the other half, and uh, no luck with that, but I did find one complete half, I think. But here's the thing, is kind of the fun and kind of annoying part at the same time is I have to restore this piece. And I mean, for anyone who saw it on Facebook today, it's like folded all over the place. Um, I'm really gonna have to actually like anneal the brass to try to be able to unfold it without, I mean, I'm still going to break it. I know it's going to break. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but at least sure. I try to get it back together in a display. It tells a story and it, it's something that I didn't have before. Right. Um, and I think powder flasks, especially, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, powder flasks are about this big, like six, seven inches long. So, I mean, to not ding it was an accomplishment <laughs> in and of its own even though it's in crap condition like at least i know i can unfold it and display it really nicely <clears throat> um and, and enjoy it because i've always wanted to find one of those um in whatever condition it's done 
You so do you, do you do you prefer to try to restore it? Or, oh yeah, or do you, in do this you, case yeah. I have to because otherwise you won't be able to appreciate any of the uh, imagery on the front. And I could tell enough from a couple of pieces that there's at least a hunter on the front. There's, you know, I could see like two legs in the bottom of a coat. Right. Um, and I matched those pieces up. So it's, it's clearly, it's not military. I mean, I would have seen an eagle or feathers or something. So, um, you know, which would have been really amazing, but it, it's not, is what it is. I mean, every, a lot of people back then, like every man probably had a powder flask if he was of a certain, right. you know, pretty common thing. Uh, level, he would have had a musket. He would have had a powder flask. And in fact, I found, um, gunpowder in the hole with it which is really cool you yeah know, so you do, do you do you try to restore everything or just something that you find more interesting like 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 i found we were, we were talking earlier about the uh the fairgrounds that i'm going to right yeah. I, I found an old tobacco tin i'm thinking either bugler or or some you know some it looked pretty old i i'm gonna say Prince Albert, sixties, but it's all crumpled up, right? It's all smashed up, and, and do I really want to try to restore that, or do I just want to like clean it a little bit and leave it alone? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's a fine line too between cleaning and restoration because with this piece that I have now, um, it's still a fine line. I don't even know if I'd call it a restoration. I would call it more like trying to put it back together to at least get a picture of it to appreciate it. There right. are some things I've restored, you know, like coins down to electrolysis or using the Andre's pencils or whatever. And I'm um, getting that dirt crust off of there so they can totally be fully appreciated again. Um, just a I can see, you know, yeah, I can see that getting the dirt off, getting any of the yeah, loose. At the very least doing that. I mean, like right, I'm not right. Playing rub a coin shiny or something like that but right. I mean, no, no. like one of my native american kettle points like 1600s um i did take a, and it, it took a lot for me to decide to do this but i took um the andre's brush tool to it to get the remaining dirt off and it's really cool because it's got like a green stripe just across the front of it and the other side is like blue it's a really cool uh, patina that it has but i had to get the dirt off and it's it's tough to go ahead and say yeah I'm gonna clean a 400 year old relic. <laughs> um, you know, and I've had some successes and definitely some failures. I mean, if I dig a dandy button nine times out of ten, I will. If the patina is just kind of starting to actually flake when I rinse it off, I will take a brass brush and scrub the hell out of it. Let's get it down to bare metal down to the bare metal yeah and it ends up looking fantastic and usually with a brass brush too um even if there is some plating on it you're not gonna totally rip it off don't just take my word for that <laughs> try it on something that you don't care about before taking my word for that right uh, but you know i mean in anything tomback you know and tomback material which is very common in the northeast i will take a brass brush to that like again just looking around the room at the stuff i have here uh that but I can't get up to get um, with my town back bells and stuff because who doesn't want to see that stuff shine, you know, um, town back buttons, my silvers, I leave alone for the most part. I might like dip them in uh, lemon juice or something for an hour. And that's about it. Um, especially reals. I don't really like over cleaning those. Um, but yeah, it really depends on the situation. My, my George Washington inaugural button, I took almost a month to decide to clean it. 
uh, and I, I took the brass brush to that and I went to town and that was a really, uh, it was, it was an educated guess as to what I would end up with because I had been studying the surface of it. And I'm like, this thing looks toasted, but I can kind of see enough relief where if I take the brass brush to it, it will get, you know, it'll shine up a little bit almost and show more detail. And I was right. Thank God. You know, I mean, I'm sure I'll find another at some point being, you know, where I live, but uh, right. it, it, it's still my first one. And it's the most important one. <laughs> so. Rose? So, um, Angela and I have pulled a lot of stuff out of the water. We do magnet fishing. I don't know if you've seen our channel or not, um, but we pull rusty metal out of the water. And there are some items that we have found that we we really we do we want to restore them we do but we I'm, I neither of us know what the heck we're doing and we're so nervous about it so I can understand really taking the time you need to figure out what exactly you're going to do to try to restore it out of fear that you know you could you could damage this treasure you found for yourself. Yeah, I mean I damaged a three hundred year old coin like a month ago. Oh. Yeah, there, there all, yeah, there always seems to be a, a this controversy about whether you should clean a coin or not, you know. Oh yeah, I had someone in my um, one of my groups that I admin and or I moderate is the Restoring Your Finds group on Facebook, which has about twelve thousand members. So you guys have probably seen it. Um, but in any case, you know, somebody the other day was calling someone a fool for asking how to clean coins. So I very quickly removed his comment and left him a message that that's unacceptable. If somebody comes to that group asking for help, leave your commentary aside in regards to how you personally feel because that's not how everybody feels. Everyone's right. entitled to an opinion. And you know, like somebody just said, it's your coin, it's your relic, you do with it what you want. You have the right to do that. I have a couple of my friends who vehemently disagree on this topic and uh, tell me, well, it's not really yours though. It belongs to history, blah, blah, blah. You know what though, if you can't see the damn thing, um, I think you should do something about it. I think you should try to restore it. I really like how you said, like you said, that's, it's up to whoever has it. And I totally agree with you. I think you should restore, but you know what? If it's yours and you don't want to, then don't do it. But you don't need to be judging. Yeah, you don't have to. I mean, that, that's great. If you, if you can actually deal with staring at a, a dirt covered coin and a flip for like 20 years, more power to you. I can't, I'm way too old. I just can't, I, no. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm looking at like, I have uh, half of the coffee table right now that's in front of me. I'm in our living room right now, kind of our den, it's a small room. Um, I, I take up about a quarter of the coffee table with like my latest and greatest for the most part. And um, everything there is restored or cleaned in one way or another. I, I like doing it. That's why the powder flask, it's like, you know what? I am really glad and I feel like it was my job to dig it. I, I'm glad that I dug that because not everyone would have even given it a second thought. It looked right. like a piece of total junk. And then I looked at it closer and I thought it was like a shako hat plate or something. And then I realized the shape of it and I said, oh, I got a powder flask that's awesome. Um, but a lot of people would just put it away and say, you know what? That's way too much for me. I can't restore it. Even a friend of mine, Roland Frodig, who if you guys follow any kind of restoration stuff, he does incredible restorations. He wouldn't even touch it. You know, he said, oh, that's really cool, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to touch it. 
Um, and I said, you know what though? I am <laughs> because I, I want to see it. I want to be able to see the whole scenery on the front. There's always some kind of cool scene going on on the front of a powder flask for the most part. Um, and I'm going to do what I can to save it, you know? I suppose worst comes to worst, you've taught yourself how to move forward with the next project. You've taught yourself how to do something better. So even if it uh, doesn't turn out like you want it, I'm sure you will learn a lot from trying. Yeah, you do. And I mean, that's the thing is that you have to be open to potentially ruining some stuff, which is terrible. I mean, I, for my top example that I will ever, that I will always think of is, First old coin, old, at least, I know out here it's not that old, but uh, my 1890 Indian head scent was the first old coin I had ever dug. It was beautiful. I mean, it had full liberty, feathers, everything that you could see. And it was a nice gem green, but I was getting impatient with the toothpicks. I tried using uh, hot peroxide and I torched the, stuff, the sucker. I was so upset about that. You know, but you, you have to screw up some things to learn along the way. And I think if you're, as long as you're not doing it on stuff that's, you know, say it's like old military or George Washington inaugurals or something like that, um, I, no harm, no foul. Agreed. That's my opinion. As long as that's not really historically significant. Like I, I'm glad I dug my George Washington button when I did because I feel that I have enough experience to clean that properly, which I think I absolutely did, uh, given there wasn't much to work with. Um, and someone else may have screwed it up. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> you know, or I would have, I certainly would have screwed it up, you know, a few years ago when I started. So, um, yeah, and I mean, there's been a lot of pain in the, uh, <laughs> in the learning process, but overall it's been good. So you, you say you've got some treasure sitting right next to you. What's that? Treasure porn? I know where Rose is going. You got some treasure sitting right next to you? You got anything you want to show us? Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you said tiger, and I'm like... I doubt this is going to show up, but this is how the GW turned out. You can see the star that my... A little closer. My pointer finger... It's really tough, but this thing had like, I mean, you could see the shield very clearly. Mm -hmm. It had no detail. I mean, I, I rubbed it off and I was like, oh, holy, you know, I, um, but yeah, you couldn't really see a whole lot. This is pretty cool. This is um, something that'll be coming out in a video in a couple of weeks. This is the top of an acorn pendant. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. It's silver. It's a represe uh, style, which just means it was, you know, like hammered from the backside out and this would have either had a pin cushion under it or possibly would have been wooden or it could have even had a silver bottom that would have held a thimble in it uh, would have been on a chatelaine which Lots is something detail. that i a late, yeah it was, it's super cool i love this a lot of detail to it. yeah i thought it was a silver cane also uh no not with not with that shank on there Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's a button. Okay. I'm just going to say, okay. Well, I thought it was, no, I thought it was a button. It's not a button. You know, I got no. a bunch of examples. Um, so <coughs> this is cool. Uh, this was in a video probably a few months ago. It is a 1749 farthing in ridiculous condition. There's some great, yeah, you can really see it pretty well. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I didn't do much. I put that in peroxide for about 10 minutes, and knowing I wanted to leave the patina on as best I could, 
and then I just sealed it off. And now it probably doesn't have much wax on it to speak of. Um, but that's because I, I handle it all the time. I can't help myself. Uh, you play. You play when your your finds. Uh, you just don't. You just don't put them in a shelf. And <laughs> I can't just put them in a shelf. This is a good example of like what lemon juice will do, though. That I could see uh, gold coming through. Awesome. You know, and yeah, it's just a button, but it's like awesome. Yeah. So it's a 1830s ish, like a Regency era button. I don't think um, you can say just a button here. I think that's treasure to everybody. Yeah, I mean, not to everybody. It depends who you are, especially if you dig a lot of them. Um, this, is actually really, <laughs> this, this is a good example of why you should at least try to clean up your finds if you don't know what they are specifically. This looks like nothing. It looks like a bullseye. Yeah. And it's clearly, you know, it's a lid to something. Well, sure as anything, um, I posted it on, on Facebook, just, you know, I, I found it maybe an inch or two deep away from about a 1720s to 50s cellar hole in the woods. Um, and I, I posted a photo of it after I found it an inch or two in the ground. I, I thought it was a snuff tin. So I was like, oh, Christ, you know, I'm not going to film that. That's crap. Um, it wasn't crap. It's actually the lid to a pocket sundial from the late 1700s, which is incredibly rare. Like you don't find that stuff. That's amazing. To he me. went. I, I love that. Um, he you know, and uh, it was my friend Robert Bourne. A lot of people know who he is. He goes by Harrison Pearl on Facebook. He identified it immediately. And I can see my dog needs to go out, so I will be right back. Okay. <laughs> okay. But keep talking about restorations and let me know what kind of questions you have when I come back. All right. Anybody else got any questions about that so we can ask her? Restorations? I know there's always... always... Uh, there's a couple of questions in the Zoom chat, Jesse. And right. when she gets back, we have to tell her uh, from the Jersey History Hunters, tell Steph she should write a book on cleaning coins and relics and then chrissy our one of our best questions askers um has a question there too yep i see it <clears throat> what about you guys do, do you guys uh have a good night destination russ thanks good for night. joining us man here i'm gonna put on a gallery view since do you have any plans to restore anything you found yet, Jess, with the, the metal detecting you've been doing or nothing yet that you found that you want to or? Well, I was a little curious about that uh, tobacco tin. Yeah. I do want to see what kind it is, but I just, I, I'm not going to restore it. It's, it's really crumpled up. Uh, but if I can get some kind of color or picture off of it, give me an idea what it is, probably all I'll do with it. Or I'll just throw it in a box of other trash I got. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angela and I have a um, a full cast iron mailbox that we've thought about cleaning up uh, because I mean it's I mean it's still a usable mailbox, but it's gonna. Oh yeah. You know, we thought about giving that a shot. So. You found that magnet fishing, right? Yeah, it was one of the heaviest finds we've ever found. It was it's so heavy. Somebody got tired of. Uh, people running around with baseball bats or something and made it's an entire cast iron mailbox wow yeah it was intense 
Now, I, I can see electrolysis and stuff coming in handy with the stuff you and Angela find, Rose. That's why I got so excited over some of the videos Snorkel Pirate has been doing with his electrolysis, because honestly, it's probably the best. I mean, other than good old-fashioned elbow grease, I'd love to give the electrolysis a shot. So. And you, Steph, you had mentioned that earlier, that you yourself had done it. I've got to go check it out. It's, it seems really, really cool. You're muted, Steph. Thank you, yeah. And I can't unmute you. I don't know why. Is that better? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened there, but um. in any case, yeah, I, I've used electrolysis. I found what I believe to be a Native American trade knife recently. It's on my Facebook. Um, and I ran that through electrolysis because, you know, normally if I kind of only give, like, half a crap about a relic i'll just throw it in vinegar for a couple of weeks and um, then i will rinse it in water thoroughly like let it soak then bake it in the oven for a few hours and then add some rust-oleum rust reformer and it's done but with this case because i knew it was probably about 400 years old and i was fairly certain it was a trade knife i didn't want to do that so i did electrolysis um yeah there are some things i'll be more careful about than others for sure. So is electrolysis probably the safest way of cleaning anything? Uh, yes. From what I have heard, that is definitely the safest way to clean iron. Okay. Just iron? What about coins? You can, but you have to have the voltage very low. Like, I think I had my coins. When I ran them through, I ran them through a little bit high. Uh, just some coppers that I couldn't get a lot of detail off of. Um, and I was just playing with, basically. I ran them through at six volts and somebody on Instagram told me you shouldn't do it at more than like 2.68 or something. I don't know, oh. whatever it was, it was some really funky number and, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that, uh, adept at, I'm not the electrolysis expert. Let's put it that way. Um, I have some things I still need to restore like a padlock. I found, uh, several videos ago. It's like 1830s maybe. Um, that should be pretty easy to run through electrolysis at maybe 12 volts or something, but um, yeah, it's uh, an acquired taste, I guess. Not everyone likes it. Yeah. I think it's super cool, but I did learn that uh, it can give off toxic fumes, so it's something that you really want to do outdoors. Is that correct? Or I've, I've heard not to do it inside your garage or inside your house. Really? Yeah. Well, it what gives off fumes. I'm getting high off of fumes then because I've been doing it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have seriously, like, I haven't noticed a headache or anything when I'm doing it. I mean, usually, like, if I if I do it, I'll put it in our in-law apartment and um, let, it, let it run. No, I let it run for just you know a few minutes or a few minutes, a few hours. Is that, is that <laughs> with or, uh, is that uh, with or without your in-laws in there? Uh, there, there's no in-laws in there, thank God. Oh. Uh, that's, really, that's supposed to be my relic room, but I have not. Um, <laughs> I see where you're laughing now. I, <laughs> um, I I don't use it as much as I should, and that's really like my relic room. I mean, I've kind of turned the living room into my relic room a little. But um, yeah, upstairs in the in-laws where it's all supposed to be. That's where most of my relics hang out. You know, like there's like 10% of them in the living room and the 90 percent upstairs um so yeah hey 
you like your stuff around you. You know, uh, can't, can't look you at your house, Jesse or Dan's. I got everything around me. <laughs> my shed. Well, I like all the, the stuff that means the world to me. I keep in the living room in case there's ever a problem. Like, you know, we had a horrible storm uh, about a week and a half ago. We had a tree fall like right in front of our house. And I saw that. There, yeah, there were tornado warnings in the area. So I grabbed stuff from the living room. Just a few things that I really didn't want to live without, like a couple of kettle points that I found, my Spanish Real spill, and my GW button. And that's what I ran to the basement with. We didn't end up getting a tornado. You would have heard about it. But, um, you know, and it, it, that's why I kind of like it. In, in the actual house versus having to go up through the garage and, and getting stuff. The stuff that I would be really devastated if it were stolen or um, if I lost it in a fire or a storm or something. That's what I keep in the, the main section of the house. So Jess, uh, um, sorry Jess. Jess, yeah. you said you had some questions. Do you have some questions? Uh, well, Audra Rage said, tell Steph she should write a book on cleaning coins and relics. And I'll let Jesse take this one from Outdoorsy Gallo. Oh, she just wants to know when COVID is over, if you would consider going up to Toronto, Melly Tech, for the Melly Teching event. I would she would like, it, yeah. yeah, she'd love to meet you. All right. That's uh, from Outdoors and Gallo. I'm not, I'm not sponsored by anybody, so it is expensive. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe if Kelly, yeah, we're all, we're like, all hey, looking, we're, we're all looking for sponsors. Hear that, Kelly? I finally got like a job, actually. You know. Yeah, so, so you're you're speaking of which, you're uh, you're a dealer for Kelly Co. Is that? That what it is? I'm an affiliate, yes. So You're I can affiliate? Kelly Co. products and then get your deal on pretty much anything in the store. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I just uh, started talking to Mark a couple of months ago. He's our affiliate manager, uh, Matt Tamaney, who everybody knows. Yeah. He got me hooked up with them. I, Matt uh, and Maddie. Matt, yeah, yeah. I was casually, uh, well, I was talking to Matt Sr., but, but yeah, Matt and Maddie. Um, you know, I was, uh, was just kind of casually talking about how, you know, I've always wanted a job in the detecting industry because who the hell doesn't. And he said, well, you know what? Let me, let me talk to Kelly. And, he, and that's not, I shouldn't just, probably shouldn't have said that out loud because he, he said he would not just do that for, for most people, but we, you know, we've become very close over the last few years. And uh, so I was asked by Mark, when he heard from Matt, he said, oh, have her reach out to me directly and the rest is history. And I've been selling for them uh, for a couple of months. And I've been really happy with that because I love the conversations I have. I mean, I, it always opens up itself up to phone calls and really getting to know the detectorists and their level of experience, their hunting grounds, um, what they hope to gain from the hobby. And that way I can like properly uh, give advice on maybe what detector might work best for them. Whereas I think a lot of people um, and I could be totally wrong about this, especially if any of you are dealers, I could be completely wrong. But um, I, I, I feel like a lot of people just kind of say, oh, well, here's my my special little code. Here you go, go use it. I, I don't really like that so much. I like actually having the conversations with people to know that they're going to be happy with what they get. 
and to remind them that, you know, I'm always here for questions. I'm always here for help afterwards. Um, and, and it's a good thing I've swung three brands, you know, Nook to Macro, Garrett, and Mind Lab, so I can kind of uh, run the gamut of what people might need. Um, XP is probably one of the big brands I'm not familiar with, but, um, you know, I know enough to, re to recommend that brand to certain people, though. So, uh, but I, I just think the customer experience is really important, and that's why I've been successful in doing what I'm doing very quick out so, of the gate. So, Calico, they sell. They they have they sell different brands then right? Oh, they sell or, everything. Yeah, pretty much. They everything. sell everything. Yeah. So it's just it's a it's a more. I thought they I thought they were metal detectors. I thought they made metal detectors. Well, no, I mean no, yeah, they sell metal detectors, gold panning stuff. No, no, I know they sell that, but I thought I thought they made metal detectors. Oh, um. Not to my knowledge. Okay, let me know. I think they're more of a like a distribution center for yeah, all they're, kinds. They're just, they're oh, like okay. a dealership in the United States, probably. All right, I got you. I got you. Well, yeah. you're you're more than welcome to share your affiliate link with the audience. I yeah. will. I can't we'll. share any kind of special code, but I can share my <laughs> my link and an email address. So if you want something special, you can you know shoot me an email. Yeah, we'll reach out and get that that personal customer service you know saying reach out and talk right to you and, 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 and honestly i think everybody should take advantage of the fact that you're willing to, to talk to them about what they need and what they want um being the the newbie of a lot of this uh with everybody i would love the personal touch and the the information and be able to ask questions so i think that's fantastic yeah, uh, I think it's the right thing to do too. You know, don't just right. like, come on with their own devices to try to figure everything out. You know, you don't want to you don't want to put somebody that's brand new and doesn't really know anything into a, a thousand or two thousand dollar machine just so you can get a commission. You know, yeah. so that that wouldn't be fair, uh, and, and you would probably ruin somebody. Thank you, Ohio Relic Hunter. <laughs> That's how we do a workaround. I can't share that, but someone else can. And um, you don't need to put the hashtag in there before. Anyway. Uh, oh, our, our good friend, Bill Marsh. Uh, yeah. But yes, please go. You say, you say you didn't have to put the hashtag or you do? Don't, don't. No. just hashtagging it <laughs> probably so that I see it, but you don't put that in the hashtag. It's just we we have a good question from our friend Chrissy up in the Great White North, outdoorsy gal O. Hey, has Steph ever had any freaky happening while detecting spirits, spooks? Uh, yeah, actually a little bit. So I mentioned in one of my most recent videos, I was at a um, 1700s permission, a subscriber actually invited me out. And uh, I dug the face to a 1830s or 1840s uh, morning brooch. So I had a an urn on the front with a willow tree hanging over it. And I didn't think much of it, but I had really bad nightmares for a few nights. And um, I am not one that remembers my dreams very often at all. Uh, so that was weird. And then my partner said, hey, maybe it's that brooch you brought home. And I kind of went, oh. Oh, yeah, the spirit connected to a brooch. 
So it's kind of like you, you feel silly, but you kind of have to say, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm here to preserve this for you. You know, your, your story is going to be remembered as best it can now because I, I have this for people to see. So um, the activity largely stopped. But um, recently, I've actually really been thinking about um, going back to this uh, mill site that I had been to a couple of years ago. I got the weirdest vibe there I've ever gotten. I mean, not a single, and I realized that once I got home why it was weird, I didn't hear any animals at all. Not so much as a squirrel, a bird, nothing. Mm, that's always spooky. It is. When I you're mean, in the woods and you don't hear any critters. Uh, yeah, it's like, what the hell is it? Was I near like a black bear or something? I didn't it sounds know like a Sasquatch. But <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was really weird and, um, but I, I just loved it there. It was just the most beautiful place I've ever detected, probably. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I didn't find much. I found a couple of buttons and a musket ball. Somebody was there like the day before I was, um, you know, but then afterwards I realized, oh crap, this is private property. So I kind of have to figure out who the owner is. I thought it was just, you know, the, my town's land. But uh, when I finally got on X Hunt, which is a great app, if you have an iPhone or anything, um, fantastic app you can actually look up the ownership as you're hiking through the woods uh so i realized it recently because i want to try to get permission to go there rather than just going there um so again i didn't find much but i just got the weirdest vibe it was november but the critters shouldn't have all been away yet well let me ask you this it's too early actually dave Vigo wants to know could you hear the trees not from what i can remember yeah like dead silent yeah, it was just silent, and I felt like people were watching me. Um, and then the the only other thing that was kind of, you know, I've had a couple sites that just kind of um, leave me feeling a little weirded out. You know, there's the field that I was, um, I'm positive it was public land. It said Connecticut open land, like all the signs everywhere. And it was a public field. And I did like half a dozen buttons there, a bridal shield, um, the 1694 William and Mary copper was the first thing I dug out of there. So that's why I went back a couple of times, but that was also the, a, a place where I just, I felt a vibe like someone was still there from 17, whatever. Um, but I liked it though. It, it's weird. Like I don't mind being surrounded by spirits if that's what it is. Like the slightest. What's that? Like being watched. Yeah, I mean that was that place wasn't so much being watched. The field that I just that I not just went to, but the one I would just was just talking about that wasn't so much feeling like I was being watched. That was more like they're still here, mm-hmm. um, just their vibe is still here. When I was at this mill site though, the one I need to get permission to, that was I felt like I was being watched the entire time. I always felt like someone was to my side or behind me. Um, so, that, so that was weird, but it's such a beautiful place to swing. I know there's still got to be stuff there. And, the, and, the no, last, and no sounds. And no sounds. And that's what was weird is that it took me until I got home to realize, oh, my God, I didn't hear a single sound all day. That's why I was weirded out, you know. Um, remember, but, Dan, uh, yeah. You remember that story I was telling about uh, walking through a place and we heard Joel and I heard a grunt that's on turkey foot island up here right same thing uh the woods was quiet i mean it was dead silence there should have been should have been able to hear birds the trees rustling nothing 
you yeah. know so it's, weird. It's, like, it's fast were there any like foul odors or no was it odor. colder than normal Seven. oh for me oh no um and there was one other factor i was going to mention too which i can't think of i it like literally just went out of my brain i was going to mention that about this site something else that was really bizarre it's gonna bother me now because i can't think of it. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was one other time i was really um a little bit weirded out and it could have been noise from a street that was about a mile or so away but i don't i don't think sound carries quite that far it was the first time i went out and dug any coppers and then it took me like 11 months to find any around here which is a talent because i i swear to god they must have like seen me coming and like floated through the ground into another hole because they didn't want to be done. Well, I don't know where you were at. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it took so long. There are a lot of people with uh, beginner luck, beginner's luck out here who did coppers in the first week and they say, what's so hard? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever, go out dig a couple kettle points then, buddy. Anyway, so, but um, it was weird because the first copper I dug, I heard a woman's voice like, hello, like, sarcastic and pissed off and like huh i'm just gonna assume that's from someone along the street somewhere walking by <laughs> and then later on i got to a site because that was right off the side of a cart path i kind of just all of a sudden really wanted to duck into the woods and it was right there it was weird um and then maybe an hour or so later i found a 1723 woods hibernia at a really really old site that i i still go back to from time to time even though it's hard to find stuff at this point it's just it's an early settler's home there's no well nothing so they weren't there for very long um but as soon as i dug it up i thought i heard men like muttering it was weird but creepy. yeah so i've had a few kind of sort of creepy experiences but I've never dug anything except for that brooch that I would say was actually haunted. I mean, I've dug a casket handle before, which makes no sense um, at all <laughs> from where I was. I, I really didn't think it was a potential cemetery and evidently it, it probably was because it was right across the street from a graveyard. This is a, you know, a house I have permission to. They have a big field next to it. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was a cane topper and even the homeowner said, no, it looks more utilitarian or industrial than that. I posted it to the IDME group and immediately people are posting pictures of casket handles and their own find the casket handles for when graves get moved and stuff. So it was, that was sad because I'm like, you know, it was over a foot in the ground. It probably wasn't tossed around a lot. Um, and it made me sad because it's like, this is potentially someone's grave that's underneath there. And this is the one part that's actually festered up. And no one knows who they are, all because of a religious thing, you know, because if you're right. the same religion of the people in the graveyard, you can be buried in the graveyard, you have to be buried in the cemetery, usually right next to it. But in this case, I think it was across the street. Now, I remember telling the homeowner that night, um, when I still didn't know what it was, I said, I just can't get over this view. You know, it was just like this 
absolutely beautiful field. And I can see why that would be where people would be laid to rest. So in fact, I, I haven't been able to reach her since the whole COVID thing. I've seen her out in her yard as I'm like speeding past her house when I'm trying to get home. <laughs> um, she doesn't, she lives maybe 10 minutes from me. So I know she's alive and well, but I just, I haven't been able to reach her. Her phone's not working properly, but I still need to bring that back to her and say, what do you want me to do with this? Like, do you want me to rebury it? Do you want to keep it? Do you want to bring it to like the pastor or something? What do you want me to do with it? Um, because I, I don't have a use for it per se. <laughs> I want it to be in an appropriate spot. Um, and I don't know how religious she is or anything, or if she would want to bring it to the church or, or what she'd want to do with it. But yeah, that's not something I intended to touch with a 10 foot pole. I thought I felt terrible after that. <laughs> I'm like, I really wish I didn't dig that deep 19 signal. <laughs> so you've never come across any like Wiccan things out there in the woods and stuff no, like uh jason did. i have not done that <laughs> <laughs> time, i swear to god that must be how he got half of his subscribers he's got like over a million views on those videos <laughs> <laughs> you ever run into an old grave graveyard you know, just, like, you know i don't and i thought i remembered listening like and he's like, oh, my wife doesn't want me to open them. I'm going to open them. I don't, I don't watch them in forever, but it was, it was quite the dig. That's so creepy. I, <laughs> but I, what he got now, Jesse was going to ask if you ever ran across like an old homestead uh, burial plot or little cemetery lost in the woods. Um, not in the woods, and I've always wanted to find one. Not to do uh -oh. that because I totally disagree with that, but I've always wanted to find one just because I want to take pictures and remember it and honor it that way. And I, I would just think it's fascinating, frankly, to find a cemetery in the middle of the woods. Um, but recently, the the video from a couple of weeks ago, that Virgin 1757 property, the one I went to with Lou, there's a there's a grave site on that on that plot in fact it has a headstone and everything they found the headstone there and uh it was really weird because the, there's a graveyard like not too far away maybe kind of sort of across the street but diagonally and uh it's always been a mystery to the homeowners they've owned it the, the home has been in their family since the 50s well you know you can look that headstone up you can look that headstone up and find out they what they have a lot of history they don't know why she's buried there so right. we're missing a piece of history here and we think it could have been like you know back in the day this was uh, early 1800s i think she was buried um when yellow fever was running rampant right if somebody was unclean they might be buried uh outside of a graveyard which is really well, and, and then don't forget sometimes back back then too people buried their relatives in their own yard you know they they yeah, did their own wasn't, burial. She didn't she didn't originate there i mean she wasn't uh she i think i thought the story went that she actually she dated like one of the guys that lived there or something but i might be screwing that up because i didn't i don't usually film the homeowners so i would have filmed the story because they were right. wrote the history and loved it but i just don't like to film my homeowners it's not right to me no, what i'm saying though is well back in those days they did used to bury their their they would have their own family plots on their property. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. They've done the research so, and wasn't related to anybody in that in that well, house. Huh. Maybe be, yeah. before that, I, you know, depends on when she died. But I like, think it was uh, like 1820s, 1830s, and that house was 1757. They're history nuts. They've done a ton of research. So 
So it's kind of a mystery as to why she's there. And they think it might be because, you know, she could have been ill with something and the um, grave diggers thought she was unclean. So she got buried somewhere else. It's really bizarre because they didn't even think there was a good reason. They, I mean, they've been researching this forever. There was a good reason that they didn't think that her gravestone was actually even moved because that was a thought too. It's like maybe someone, you know, stole it. Moved the stone, right. And from what they can gather, that's really not the case. Um, and I guess they had somebody out there to check and see if they could find a big signal, like a casket or something. And I don't know how you would determine this, but somebody found casket nails. Um, I don't know how you would determine that, though. I'm, I'm uh, sorry. That sounds uh, like to me because. Well, well here's the thing. Square nails. That, that field you were talking about where you didn't hear or, you know, you didn't hear anything in. Yeah. Maybe you should look around there. There may be a small gravesite, graveyard there. Because the Oh, this is what I was going to say. You just reminded me finally of what I was going to say about that mill site where I couldn't hear anything. It burned down in the 1850s. There's a good mm. likelihood people died there. Right, Ooh. right. Because so. like in that, on that island that I was just talking about where I heard no noise also yeah. is where I found a small graveyard with about a half a dozen stones. You know, in that same island. So, and I'm thinking, well, maybe there might be a small graveyard where you were at. Could be. I mean, yeah, I would. There definitely could be. I mean, at the mill site, I feel like somebody probably died there. At least one person probably died there. I mean, because you think about it. I mean, we didn't have any kind of. I mean, 1850s. Like, what did we do for a fire station to get down to where they would have had to go? would have taken forever. I mean, this is a mile hike into the woods on horrible terrain. Um, Bucket brigade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, to my knowledge, because I, you know, I looked at some mapping software that everybody knows about, but if I say anything, someone's going to murder me. So um, (laughs) mapping software, uh, and there were no other cellar holes or anything nearby. So it was just really the mill site. And that's why I think, um, you know, somebody passed there probably, uh, you know. Or yeah, like that's what I'm glad you mentioned that because that made me remember why I, I thought that maybe it was quiet out there because I kind of put it all together. I'm like, you know, maybe somebody died there in that fire. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Could. No, let, that's the me... of all this is that, you know, we, we dig relics and coins out of the ground, but the real allure of all of it is the mystery behind it. Above anything. The mystery and the history. Mystery and the history, yep. Yeah. Uh, on that note, let me give a big thank you and a uh... Oh yeah, super chat. Oh yeah, super chat for this uh, super chat that Jason the Mason Flower Gold Wizard gave. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Hey, Matt, how are you, Gun Diggin? Uh, I saw let's let's uh, I also saw Nikki come in. Yeah, Nikki's here. Hey, Nikki. Who else did I see come in? Uh, uh, there was a name in here that first time I remember seeing it. I have eyes on three monitors, though. So, but, um, shoot, now I can't find it. Uh, in the meantime, while you look for it, I got a funny story about Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hear it's it. Not that, it's not that bad or embarrassing. You'll know what I'm talking about. So, um, on the way to pound the ground, we stopped at a rest stop at the same time, and uh, my partner and I were in the same car, obviously. 
um and we had makes sense yeah makes sense right it's like only a five hour drive or whatever and we had written <laughs> up you know pound the ground ba- bound on the back of the car with chalk and uh, <clears throat> so i get out of the car and I, I could just tell right away for some reason that he was a detectorist. And he kind of came up to me. He's like, hey, you found anything? I'm like, no, not yet. What's going on? And I felt stupid because I didn't know who he was yet. And I, um, you know, because I, I have like my few channels that I was watching and that was kind of it. Um, so I hadn't tripped across his channel yet. So I had no idea who he was. I'm like, oh, I'm Matt. See my sticker there? Gone digging. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching this channel a little bit more since, um, but yeah, that, that was just a funny happenstance. I like yeah, it when he finds well. the pits in the field and dig out the pits. Uh, yeah. Ruby Dumma, welcome. Hope I pronounced yeah. that last name right. Uh, there's a grave at Horseshoe Bend on the Green River. Hmm, interesting. And I believe yeah, I we had another super chat by... I still have to try this super chat thing out. Does this work if you do a premiere for a video? Anyone know? Um, yeah, whenever there's a live chat, it will work. It should work. Thank you, Bob. Why not? <laughs> I want to say hi to the other Ed. How's it going, other Ed? Other Ed. Yeah, other HD Ed. Shovel other Ed. HD Good friend of ours. Yep, and welcome, Don. BMXer, Don. And of course, Bad Santa Ray Russo. What's up, buddy? <laughs> okay, I think that's <laughs> There's only oh, five and, you're talking about. Keithy6, what's up, Keithy? Uh, Keithy6 from Alaska, metal detecting in Alaska, says, hey, Steph. Hey, Keith, what's going on? He's a uh, loyal subscriber who watches just about every video, I think. So thank you, Keith, for that. Yeah, another funny story about Keith, I went to his channel, and I, I realized that he had gone crazy viral on uh, one video in particular this big that I think I had seen before it was about um, what was it Keith it was uh, you throw hot water in the air I was like holy crap I think I've seen this video before you know because he's like hey check out my channel and I you know naturally I checked it out I'm like oh I think I've seen this video before and he's still getting comments and stuff on that video it cracks me up I'm like I'm so glad I don't live in Alaska like screw that I would not live in Alaska as funny as that video is I don't think it's worth it wow 41 million views on that video wow 41 million views wow I knew Dang. it was in the tens of millions, but I didn't know how much. And I was like, holy, I need to do nice. something like that. God, you know what's funny? Here's a funny thing. So, you know, when I posted, when we had a tree fall right in front of our house during the Isaiah storm, I got like 2,000 views on that video in a couple of hours. It's I'm hard-pressed to get a couple thousand views on my freaking YouTube videos that I put like eight to ten hours of effort into uh, in terms of editing, <laughs> like every week. I'm like, oh my god. I got a, I've got a video out probably that gets it, you know. It's, yeah, I got a video about been out probably about six months. I got maybe two hundred and ninety some views. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 
it depends. I mean, I would say for somebody who just started YouTube, I'm doing pretty well, um, especially because we've got such a flood of, you know, detecting videos now. And 10 years ago, when we were all watching Aqua Chigger or whatever, there weren't that many. He was the only one to watch. <laughs> yeah, and I did watch Deep Digger Dan back then too. And then, you know, I don't know, for some reason I got turned off by it. I unsubscribed. I checked him out recently. He's got like half a million subscribers. And I had a feeling, I just, I saw a talent with him, but for some reason it was just, sometimes he was a little too much, so I... Yeah, some just yeah. explode, but the jig, I, I can understand why Bo has that many, you know, he's, he's yeah. smart, he's personable, he was a great guest of the show, um, Chrissy, awesome. Bo stayed at Chrissy's house in Ontario for like three days when... He went up to the dig in Toronto, but they had like a three-part interview with that guy. And we got, what, two and a half hours, I think. Mm -hmm. I, I I love his caving videos. I I love that, his that caving videos. I'm partial to the river hunting still. Because that I, I like those a lot, too. That's what um, got me into digging is his, uh, his silver cash video that was what really got me binging his videos and eventually got me into detecting uh well like branched into you know watching other channels and stuff but um you know the best the best story i have of him this is where it kind of all came full circle for me and i never thought anything like this would happen to me but you know what's fascinating about jake is that if, if you're watching him and you don't know I, I can't think of anything else you're asked from your elbow in terms of identification on stuff and you see him and he could take the smallest like fragment out of the water and tell you exactly what it came from and how old it is and what it is. I thought that was fascinating. I said, you know, between that and the technology, you know, technology of the detector, I'll never get there. I'll never be able to do anything like that. That's just so far over my head. You know, and he's using an AT Pro, which is a relatively simple machine to use. But it took me like five years to finally buy a machine after I had started watching his videos. Um, you know, and then last year, last july is when i started my youtube channel um, but what was cool is uh you know i had made plans to go see jocelyn and drew you know relic recoverist and drew holic yeah um, pennsylvania for um the fourth of great july. people absolutely They're some of the best really some of the best they're the kindest most generous people um some of the kindest most generous people i've met in this hobby so really uh proud to call them friends for sure um and you know, i had made plans to go for the fourth of july um jocelyn was getting just kind of a small group of uh family and close friends together and after i had said i was going she messages me like a couple days before uh the party and she says the wizard is coming and i thought the she wizard bow yeah i thought she meant like to pound the ground because we had been talking about oh is chick gonna come to pound the ground because i was still working on the admin team with rhode island relics at that time and we were trying to see all right well who from like garrett you know he's not with Garrett per se, but who from the kind of Garrett family is coming? We're trying to figure it out. So I didn't know if she was talking about that or if she was talking about the party. And she's like, oh no, he's coming to my party. So I was like, but the best part is that's the day I launched my YouTube channel, it's the 4th of July. And he was there for that. And I got to launch my cool. video from, you know, Relic Recoverist's house, who's now my friend. But, you know, I look back and it's like I watched her years ago. And it's just funny how things happen like that. That was the best, like, fourth of july that i've ever had and ever will have i can guarantee it i mean it was just so incredible especially you know to have someone 
you know, like Chig, I mean, I had met Chig before at the bone hunt in New Hampshire a few months before that, but there were over a hundred people there. You don't get to have any kind of intimate conversations with people there. Um, so, I mean, it was pretty cool just as the sun's going down to just sit there across from the table from he and his wife and, and just shooting the shit. And I just launched my channel that day and he's like, Hey, you go, don't worry about those thumbs downs and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just the coolest thing. I, I really could not have asked for a better 4th of July. The way everything fell into place was just something special. That's cool. And I have to yeah. say, uh, Jocelyn and Drew are very cool people. I had the pleasure of meeting them at uh, the same place where Gold Rush Days was being held. We have a, a Fossick outing earlier around Memorial Day weekend, like the week after Memorial Day weekend. And that's the outing I won the Go Find uh, 40, I think it is, during Hi. the night hunt. We met Jocelyn and Drew, the kids, very well behaved kids. Drew is like, <laughs> uh, she's, they've both been on our show, great guests, and yeah. Drew is just packed full of knowledge, too. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say something else. He's packed full of, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's packed guys. full of a lot of shit. <laughs> but, Drew is 75% dirty jokes and 25% historical nerd. Yeah, that's definitely true. I love the box. I I, I got a, a six-inch coil for my Knox from him. Yeah. And nice. his box it had the Dirty Dog or Naughty <laughs> Dog logo printed on it. It's, well, he's yeah, like, did you notice the box? The one, the one that's taking a poop. I have one of the most old school stickers on my car. <laughs> no, it was before the one that had a shoe in its mouth. I don't know right. on the box. But yeah, I've got the pooping dog on my car. I wear that proudly. Definitely. <laughs> I want definitely. sticker too where she looks like a like she's in the military or something, purple hair or cartoon. Oh, the newer artwork. I I have a hoodie of hers with that. I still haven't worn it yet. I'm sporting the old logo on the shirt. <laughs> you know but, what I always have a question about? Not not question about, because people do this when they've got like 200 subscribers. I, I can't bring myself to do it yet. I don't even have stickers. I don't have stickers. I don't have shirts, nothing. But I feel like part of it is because I'm not really thrilled with my logo, which is funny because I'm a graphic designer. If you look at my thumbnails, you can kind of tell that's it's what I do. Um, but my my logo kind of falls between the cracks because I don't want to make it too crazy or anything. But I also don't think that I feel silly like offering stickers that say stuffed eggs to people. I don't know. I can't I can't quite get that mentality into my head yet of hey, some people might like to rock your stickers and shirts and stuff. Like, I'm a sticker freak, Steph. I say do it. I have my <laughs> own, and I'm like, uh, I'm small like you are, you know? Yeah. And they're great. Sticker trades, and yeah. uh, it's a way to get your name out in your channel. That's right. Oh, I, I'm all for merch. Can you tell... Uh, the link's down in the description if you want to pick up any 
flash in your pan where <laughs> yeah i just can't bring myself to make any quite yet i don't know <laughs> i just feel i don't know you would, and you would think that would be easy for you yeah it, it's not even about you know the ease it just feels like well, you're so. your worst critic on your artwork i was just gonna say that what's up you're your own worst critic you both still talk at the same time go ahead jess you probably are your own worst critic. I am absolutely. So nothing that, like five that, people nothing that, that give every video yeah. thumbs down. Though I have a, a tiny set of haters, evidently. Well, that's okay. But that means I'm doing something right. It's a screw. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you come up with an idea and you go, oh yeah, that sounds good. And you put it on paper and you go, eh, I don't know. Then you come up with another idea. And you go, eh, I don't know. Just, so that's the life of being a graphic designer, but it's just, it's more about like, hey, I'm making something about me and I'm going to sell it. Like, I, I, it's weird. Right. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because well, I here, here, have somebody else do it for you. That way you'll feel bad when they, and you can't tell them, oh, that's terrible. You're going to go, yeah. yeah, I like that. We'll go with that. Because <laughs> you didn't do it. <laughs> it's not even about the design. The design, I like that it's just straight up and, in your face bold and that's very simple i like that for logos i think logos generally speaking are a little bit more effective when they're simpler um but it's just having my name on things it just seems weird so far well it's on your youtube channel so you know yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know so <laughs> i know i may as well i couldn't it's, it's only because i couldn't think of anything creative i went through this forever trying to figure out what would be a creative channel name and um nope steph Diggs is the only thing that stuck yeah because you know some people might get the wrong idea if it's like steph swings i thought about that, that was a contender and i said this is i can't use it <laughs> i thought about it and then my friend lou calls me double check steph because of the whole real debacle for those I'm going to keep it short because people have heard this a million times and I feel like I'm writing on one treasure story that I don't want to keep writing on. But um, <laughs> so I found a two real in the woods one day, freaked out about it, left the hole, didn't reswing it, went back 10 days later, reswung the hole because I had taken pictures of like where I was and sure as anything, there were two half reals in there waiting for me because I'm dumb and forgot to reswing the hole. Reswing the hole. So uh, my friend Lou calls me Double Check Steph, and he said that that should be my channel name. And it is catchy as that is, and as fun as this story is, I don't think I want to tell it for the next like however many years I have. Well, uh, and it doesn't it, it it doesn't it doesn't say what you're about either, though. No, it doesn't say anything. I mean, it's like yeah, I'm I probably taught people. I I mean, when I posted the half reals to the internet, I was like. I'm hesitant about making this post. I have mixed feelings, but here you go, you guys. I screwed up. I forgot to recheck the hole. Thank God no one else went back. And here you go. It happens. And I know I had people message me saying, you know, like I'm, I'm double checking my holes much uh, more vehemently now. We so. have requests for your stickers right now in the room, Steph. <laughs> our, our friend from New Zealand, Leah's Loot. Would love to have one of your stickers. Actually, I'd take one, too. Go. I'll, I'll get them going. I'll get them going. <laughs> like I said, it just seems 
weird, but you know, like I said, if I, if I work on my logo a little bit, you know what I want to do? I really want to incorporate my spikes into my logo somehow. Cause this is oh, definitely, like, definitely. Unless we have another COVID debacle where I can't get my hair cut. There were a couple of really awkward videos where I just had to go. Have the spikes, have the spikes on the, on the top of the S and on top of the D. Yeah, I thought about that. At least the S, because that's how people see me. Like they'll see me from a hundred yards away at a rally. It doesn't matter. You know, oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a small was, woman and girl. That was definitely. Small, so you see me from a mile away. That was definitely the first thing I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> oh look, she's got spiky hair. Now, now, okay. For, uh, funny. Someone commented on uh, my videos after. I think I think it was finally after I had gotten my hair cut after COVID um, restrictions were lifted a little bit when we went into phase two in Connecticut. And I finally got my hair cut and someone said, you know, I really used to hate your spikes. I really didn't like your hair, but you're not you without your spikes. So now I like them. <laughs> I like them. Yeah, I've I thought they were cool. Since I was 17. I can't help it. I've always had my hair short like this. Sometimes I'll have longer bangs or something, but then they end up looking weird, and it always comes back to this. Now, outside of rallies and hunts and group functions in your lifestyle of metal detecting, your finger of treasure running, uh. Have you yet had the awkward moment of where someone out of the blue comes up to you and says, Hi, Steph, how are you? I love your videos. Not outside of rallies. I had a lot of that going on at Pound the Ground. I had to come up with a signature, like a, an autograph really quickly. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not expect anyone to ask me for my autograph. Maybe that was stupid. I don't know, but I really didn't expect it. Um, and I'm like, shit, I can't sign this the way I sign like my checks or something. That's kind of lame. So I signed it as Steph Diggs in all caps and tried to make it look cool, which is a fail, but I did it anyway. Because <laughs> um, that's how I said, you know, when I went to the Stealth Shack, I went to the Stealth Diggers Shack in uh, last September. And, you know, when Charlie's filming me, I mean, he was like this close to me on the camera as I'm like signing the bench. And in that moment, I was like, shit, I have to sign this as Steph Diggs because that's how he kept introducing me to kind of like help plug my channel throughout the episode. And it's a really ugly signature. It's not even like an autograph. It's just. I don't feel bad. <laughs> I, I write like a doctor. And my... Well, that's what I write like. That's the problem. So I was like, shit. When somebody comes up now, I online i'm toledo jess right so all of a sudden now somebody wants my autograph and i gotta go toledo jess you know instead of how i normally do so it's it is awkward you know i imagine after a few times it'll it'll get better but it's awkward well i mean i was in yeah i was in rock bands uh kind of a semi-professional level when i was in my early 20s so i got used to signing an autograph but it was my actual name, Your name. i would sign anything right because i didn't have a nickname in the band or anything i thought that was kind of stupid if i had ever done that so what kind of music punk like audra what's that punk like audra what kind of music was your band oh, oh it was rock okay bands i was in it was a uh, rock bands 
Well, with your crop, I was hoping it was pung. Oh, Ohio wow. Hunter goes, just sign it in Braille. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I'm sure someone will really appreciate that. Let me crap up this eight by ten glossy that I got. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what did you play? What, what uh, instrument you play? Uh, bass guitar is what I played professionally, but I also play guitar and drums too. Not oh, that much cool. anymore. Now that metal detecting is coming in my life, I generally have one hobby at once and one passion at once. That's just how I function. That's kind of like the borderline autistic person in me i guess um and yeah so i haven't really even been playing much because in, in my free time i'm usually researching whatever the hell crap i dug out of the ground the day before right <laughs> or editing a video or whatever so um yeah i haven't played too much recently but bass is what i played professionally i was very good at it i mean like i had um in the band before my last band was kind of almost like a 311-esque style so I, I it was kind of funk to a degree that is cedric the cat hey cedric give me a bud um i know you're not in any videos no one even talks about you in the videos hang on he's caught on something he's not happy. <laughs> there he is you know what's crazy is that um i've got my my cat uh in the in the corner of my computer right now and as my cat walked away, Cedric walked into the screen at the same time. And, like, <laughs> and they're both long-haired, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Speaking of long hair, you got it all up my nose and in my mouth, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I have cats around me also. Mama's over there on a box. But I don't know. Brian hasn't been around, so Lucky's not saying hello. Oh, Maybe I told him shut up one too many times. <laughs> yeah, this guy was kind of, you know, when they chirp at you, that's kind of what he likes to do for the most part. He uses his inside voice unless he's really upset about something. It's just, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, our Burmese just makes clicks, really, unless she's pissed, old mama. <laughs> and she'll let you know but other than that it's like weird clicks it is weird it, it's it's kind of like chirping though like if your cat is at the window and going eh, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah yeah um, it's but, chirpy you know, clicks my, my cat sits at the door and meows but he doesn't make any noise he just moves his mouth well that's kind of what cedric does sometimes he was doing that last night and then we said Maybe he can't meow. And then he went, meow. Well, can, yeah, I, just, I don't know why cats he does that. Cats but, are weird. I don't know. Yeah. When he wants to go out and sit by the door and just look at you and, and, and mouth meow. Yeah. Too lazy to even and, say uh, it. Outdoors gal, outdoorsy gal is right. I think he is part Maine Coon. She just put it in the chat. Um, he's kind of a ragamuffin. I think he's part ragdoll too because he thinks he's a dog. <laughs> And they're kind of a dog lover's cat. So he's a snuggle bug. Everybody sleeps in the bed at night, uh, which is, <laughs> so we get two dogs and the cat. The bearded dragon stays in his tank. At least there's that. Be weird to sleep with a bearded dragon, but um, yeah. Yeah. I, I know what it is with your cat, Jesse. And she mouths to your dog, and your dog comes, tells you to let the cat out or in. Uh, uh. He's not lying either. My, my, when the cat is out, when the cat is outside, when the cat is outside, my dog 
will come and look at me and, and act like it wants to go out, but she doesn't want to go out. She must hear the cat out there wanting to come in. I'll open the back door and the cat will come in and the dog will follow her. Follow him. That whole why about cats and dogs being enemies, that's a joke. Cats and dogs work together on a routine basis. They work. Oh, hell yeah, they do. One of them knocks something off the counter for the other one to eat. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of them gets into the trash so the other one can eat it. It's just ridiculous. Like, one of the dogs got up in the middle of the night, I think, I don't know if it was last night or the night before, but she went through two different trash cans. I'm like, why? She just got bored. That's what she well, does. Well, my cat, my cat brings dead bunnies to the dog to eat. That's yeah. always fun too. We had a cat that used to just behead everything. <laughs> He's died since, but he just uh, and it wasn't from beheading everything. That was different causes. But anyway, he would like. I mean, I remember one time I went out the front door. Thank God I had my flip flops on. There's a head at the front door, squishy. a body at the back. I felt something squishy. It was a big cat. <laughs> <laughs> and then you gotta find something to throw it in the woods and you know, you know. Oh, I, Gizzy's done the same thing to me. Poor bunny rabbits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dog, too. One of our dogs really likes to try to find rodents and eat it. One time she was out in the lawn and um, you, you couldn't get this mouse out of her mouth. She was just enjoying the crunch of it. It was disgusting. <laughs> my, dog, my French bulldog, Oscar, that's the one who was recovering from surgery. You watch my videos. He's feeling much better today. That's um, good. I think, I think Libby's got uh, four ground hogs this year. <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh my God. Yeah, wait, they have lost one. I'm surprised. Eats the centers out. Duh. <laughs> Leaves the head, leaves the head, legs, and button legs behind. Meets everything in the center. Those uh, those Frenchies, those are little mouse or dogs. They're looking for rodents. I mean, that's what they're bred for. The Frenchies, no, they're bred to just be lazy sacks. <laughs> the picture that I have, though, that is a ratter dog. She's meant to look for uh, small rodents and she's found I'm surprised she hasn't found a mole yet because we have moles and it's a, it's a real problem in the yard so you know you gotta step on the mole trails and stuff but she's on the case she can't find one to save her life but she's on the case to try and find one and she was stalking a, a rabbit in the yard right before I got on this chat but uh, but Oscar doesn't care about anything he, he's just lazy what this tree? Like yeah he just, he just chills I'm looking at him right now, but I'm not going to wake him up because he's, like I said, he's finally feeling better. So I'm just letting that Benadryl do its thing. I mean, adamantly trying to convince us to get a Frenchie. He wants one so bad. They're expensive. Yeah. They have a lot of allergies too. That's the problem with my dog right now is he had um, a, a small tumor removed from his leg. It was just like one of those little skin tags on the surface, but didn't look good so my vet removed it and so he's got lateral stitches that he managed to pop in like a you know a couple of days but now the problem is his foot that same leg for whatever reason the foot i think it was because of being in a bandage we put it in like a rubber boot and stuff to keep him from licking it and to keep from um wicking up the bandage because the bandage would get wet the more he licked the bottom of it so um but that made it like I mean, his foot was round and yeah. it was just shiny and red and disgusting. So now mm-hmm. I finally got the swelling down so that he's comfortable. But I have to change the bandage every other day, too. 
it's just a lot. So today is the first day I finally get to go digging in about two weeks because Nicola was home to watch him and make sure he doesn't look as bandaged because you can't even put an e-collar on this guy. He one time uh, when when he was neutered, it was it went through the collar. Like it was strewn through the collar, the Elizabethan collar. He ripped the thing off of his collar. He was still wearing the collar when I got home from work. I'm like, how the hell did you do this? And then, you know, if you try to put one of those donuts on him, well, his neck is thicker than his head. If you try to put a muzzle on him, well, you can't really because they make you know, holes for the tongue. So it's like there's nothing you can do because I'm watching 24-7. So Nicola was finally off work today. So I'm like, all right, I don't care what happens. I'm going digging today. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you on those allergies, I, I've had bulldogs for many, many years for a yeah. long time, and they are an allergy dog as well, so I feel that. Well, yeah, I mean, the Frenchies are the same way, because they've got, you know, they're, they're seriously a website called itchyfrenchy.com, because <laughs> that's why they're expensive, though, is because you need, you know, a lot of the time you have to treat their allergies and stuff, um, you know, and I had a Boston Terrier that I just adored right, bef uh, right before Oscar, but I didn't want to go with the exact same breed right when I just had that traumatic loss of the dog. But I think next time I'm going to go with a Boston again, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't have the same allergy problems and they're, they're just as cute, yeah. you know, so. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear my dog in the background. I can't because Nicola's blasting music in the other room, so. Oh, well. <laughs> If you hear that's not me, that's her. She wants to come into the the kitchen where I'm at, right? Yep. But there is something blocking her way. It is so serious. It, it is such a serious thing. She will not come in. We have to literally coax her to come, and it's it has something to do with something on the floor. Huh. She won't come in unless we coax her and she's definitely afraid it was something on the floor and she kind of growls at it. But once she gets past those two boards, she's fine. That's weird. Then, but then but then investigate that. She won't go back out. She's stuck. If she's on that side, she won't come in. If she's on this side, she won't go out unless we really got to coax her. And she's constantly looking at the floor and kind of growling at it. I'm going, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> I think you should pull up the boards and see what's under there. No, I just put those boards down not too long ago. When she bury under there, Jesse? I see a question in the chat. Uh, no, I do. Well, I have a I have a magnet. Someone's asking if I magnet fish. I have a 680 pound magnet. I think. Yeah. I have never used it though. Get on out there. Get on. <laughs> it's all iron crap that you dig up. I, I shouldn't say that because, like I was saying earlier, I just restored a trade knife that was iron. But uh, could find a safe. Oh yeah, safes. Yeah, the safes. And I, I can't spoil some videos coming. We got a bucket list find, guys. We got a really, really cool find. You would be surprised what you pull out of that water. So no. Yeah metals for sure but there there's some there's some relics in there for sure there's some crazy stuff in the water so that's what angela and i do is we do the magnet fishing and i don't know you got the magnet go use it you send the money go go give it a shot i know i should at least throw them down the wells of some places that i've been you know? oh yeah it, that doesn't take any time it's just like another pound in the backpack 
Oh, we would love that. We would love a well. And we've seen a couple of those well videos. There's always something in there. There's always something in that well. Yeah, it might be, you know, a whole chunk of nails, but at least there'll be some visual interest for a couple of minutes. Or an older tool. Like I've seen a lot of older older tools pulled out of there too. That would be a big deal. Angela loves finding tools. So yeah. I mean, there's there's some stuff in there. I guess. Just find a story of them too. I mean, like if especially if you're having a slow day or the site is pretty dead. Um, that just is a different element because you know most people don't magnet fish if they're going out detecting um you know it's like same deal what was i gonna say with uh dump digging i don't really do dump digging because i like walking around and getting that beep i really like exploring why i don't i mean i tried dump digging once that was an epic fail of a video it has like 700 views which is less than half of what i usually get so people are expecting like hunting videos yeah um i tried <laughs> it was a fail whatever but uh you know i i don't know i just i get bored with that stuff i have to keep moving I and mean, today was hard to keep moving because i kept getting like terrible cramps we were going to talk about this I, i've been yes. looking to bring it up all evening because i still think it's a great conversation for it is absolutely it's a great conversation to have and a lot of people don't have it because maybe they don't want to talk about it or you know I don't know. They think they're the only one, but uh, like I said, I was I brought this up in a group, and you know, I had like forty or fifty likes or something, and it was a relatively small group. So clearly, a lot of people felt the same pain, um, and it got a lot of comments, and um, you know, a lot of us were talking about how you can avoid cramps. And my friend Becky, who was um, she ran as a hobby for a long time, and she used to go to the hospital with uh, with terrible, terrible cramps just excruciating and she said to drink pickle juice before you go out which I, I can't stomach that but I can always have you know like a small pickle or whatever um and that helps we don't have any pickles in the house right now though because we lost a lot of our groceries during the storm <laughs> so we've only had done like a half shopping since then but in any case that seems to help um but you know I had like three liters of water today because that's what my water bladder holds and it it really didn't matter because I was getting down and digging a plug and I just felt like I couldn't even get up. Like I thought I was going to faint at one point. And I'm like, it's 80 degrees out. It's not 95. I should be able to tolerate this. But I really had a tough time today. And I got cramps in places that I didn't know I had muscles. You know, that's, there's not much you can do about it except, you know, I, I've now learned my lesson. Okay, definitely, definitely need to start bringing um, stuff with electrolytes and then like Gatorade, Powerade crap like that in a cooler in my trunk um if i'm going to do a permission if i'm out hiking put them in my backpack or whatever and uh definitely have some salt before i go out yeah, so we i work at a, a lawn care company i work obviously in the cool air conditioned atmosphere however my technicians when they go out or we get newbies that are coming in we, we obviously talk about the water we talk about the gatorades and switching between the two and then we commonly and frequently, like some days we'll go out and we'll gift them to them. We'll bring them waters, we'll bring them Gatorades. We even, yep. when we do that, bring out bags of potato chips. So we try to mix that into the, yeah. the, the mix of everything to show these guys, you know, and we're not talking about a lot. They're not giant bags, just, you know, a little snack bag, potato chips. Yeah, just a little salt. That's all you need. You don't need a lot. That's why, like, if I had one pickle before I left for the day, I would be in much better shape when I got home. But today, you know, Hey, maybe I've already forgotten because it's been a couple of weeks since I've been detecting, you know, I really, I didn't load up on a lot of salt. I had like a breakfast burrito, which had a little bit of bacon in it, um, but not enough salt, yep. you know, and um, yeah, like it, we were saying, or, or just to mention, you know, you guys out there in the chat, like 
what do you guys do? Do you guys get these cramps? Do you get dehydrated? And, and if you do, what are some of your um, solutions to that? What do you what do you guys get? What do you guys do when you're out there? Yeah, I'd be well, isn't, isn't cramps usually caused by a uh, lack of potassium? That's another reason too. Uh, yeah. It could be. Yeah, I mean, I was, when I got home today, I mean, I was just in, I was in a lot of pain when I got home today. What I go through for these videos, you guys, which some of y'all gotta watch them. <laughs> when I go through these freaking videos, um, no, really though. Obviously, I have a blast out there, but uh, today I I could have gone home in an hour, but I needed footage, so I stayed for five, um, which is probably to my detriment because I was feeling like crap when I got home. Uh, but in any case, you know, it's just water doesn't always cut it and i think that's no because water, water yeah water water replaces uh, the fluids but it doesn't replace the electrolytes that you lose at the same time the salts right uh, you know all the minerals that you lose i i like to try to drink a a, a can of v8 juice every day that helps yeah. uh, bananas you know fruits uh and still plenty of water but yeah the, the, when you start losing your electrolytes that's when you start getting them cramps, you can be, yeah. you know. They're bad. I mean, if you get them in your, I, the worst places I get them would be in my hips. So like when I'm, you know, kneeling to dig a plug, all of a sudden I have to like just shoot one of my legs out behind me because I'll have oh. to go cramp. But especially in my rib cage, that's where it really kills me because there's nothing you can do about that, especially if it's on both sides. You, you can't work that out. You just have to wait for it to pass. And, and try not to sound like an idiot when you're at your permission going, ah, 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 you know. I get, them, I get them in my calves. I, I get cramps in my like calves. That. You know what, though? Now that I said that, I know I'm going to get Charlie horses tonight all night because <laughs> I don't get them when I'm at a dig. I'll get them the night after a dig if I haven't had enough electrolytes or salt or water or whatever. Water is never a problem. Um, you know, in the right. five hours I was there, though, with how much water I drank, I should have had to go to the woods to relieve myself, and I didn't. So I was. And that's a sign, right? That's a sign right there. Yeah, I was still. If, if you're not able like, to pee or sweat it out, then you, you're. I was sweating, but it was just like, yeah. you know, if you, if you're not if you're not peeing every couple of hours or every hour better, um, you're not getting enough water, and I was so you know like gung-ho about drinking water i mean every time i did you know a line of my my grid which was a short grid it was maybe less than 100 feet um i, I was just guzzling on water and then i would stop in the shade and stuff and nothing was working um, bill bill for a while relic hunter says uh hey you ever been checked for lyme disease i used to I get rib cramps when i had it only time i had rib cramps ever that's yeah i I have not been checked. Um, maybe I should be. I don't know because it, it's certainly possible. I mean, I go in the woods all the time. I never find ticks on me, really. But how do you know? If you have a nymph on you, you're never going to find it. Right. The likelihood you're going to find a nymph is next to impossible. Actually, I take it back. A couple of years ago, I did get um, checked for Lyme because I noticed under my clothing I had a, a little hang around. And uh, he was there for at least 24 hours. So, you know, I went to the doctor and she gave me doxycycline and all that. But, um, you know, and I was having palpitations too. So she put me on a heart monitor thing for a few days, which cost me like 400 freaking dollars uh, to find out nothing was really wrong with me. But, um, you know, sucks. That's healthcare for you. We won't even get into that discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, 
That's for a different channel. I've had rib cramps for years, though. Like, I don't, I know Lyme can linger around for years with people, though. I mean, like, Todd Hiltz is a fantastic, well, feel bad saying fantastic example because he was down and out for a while. I'm sure people know who he is. Very popular uh, relic hunter up north. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I'll read Miss Laurel's uh, comment. Oh, boy. She had a nymph on it. On her once. Nine <laughs> months later, she had a kid. <laughs> oh I thought you were laughing at Todd Hilton. Like, what did Todd do to you? No, so he had Lyme really bad for a few years there. And, um, you know, I guess maybe that's how I met Dave Wise because his, his regular hunting buddy wasn't really available because, you know, Todd can only handle so long um, in the woods or outside. And, uh, you know, some days it, it felt like I don't. I don't want to totally speak for him, but I, I've heard from people that it just feels difficult to even carry a shovel sometimes when you have Lyme. So that was kind of freaking me out today because at one point it, it was hard to even carry a shovel and I'm like, I'm not going there. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to, you know, we're all sitting here, you know, diagnosing what it could be, it couldn't be. There, there's just so many possibilities, you know. Uh, just, just make sure you stay hydrated when you're out there and, you know, uh, Make sure you got some electrolytes in you, some potassiums, all that stuff. Whatever, whatever you do to make sure that you're you're safe out there. I mean, you know, there's already enough bad stuff that happens around you. No sense making it easier, you know, to catch up to you. So yeah, it, it's uh, and you're right. We don't talk about that enough. No, we don't, and I think that we should because there are a lot of, you know, yeah, people could just think we're silly and that we. You know, we're moving at a snail's pace, swinging a machine, and that's all that we do. But there's so much more that goes into that. There's a lot of physical exertion that maybe the outsiders don't see. They don't understand that we're digging a couple hundred holes in a day sometimes. They don't understand that um, it can be really grueling, especially if you're on a good site. You don't want to leave, and you're busting your butt to get every signal out of the ground. I mean, I've been at those sites where it's a dig all kind of site. Everything non-ferrous needs to come out of the ground. Great example being um, a Revolutionary War prison that I was at. It was where John Burgoyne's um, British soldiers, the Hessians, were imprisoned after their loss at Saratoga. I mean, it was a really historic, uh, historically important site. And we dug some incredible stuff out there. So everything that came out of the ground, everything that was non-ferrous came out of the ground that we could hear. It didn't matter what it was, and there was very little trash. So that was, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of holes every time we were there. Um, I hear swearing from the other room. Nick, come on. I'm on a... <laughs> what happened? Did you light something on fire? Someone looks at the one fire. Oh, okay. Is that like an emergency? Yeah. Uh, it's full of smoke. I. It's not an emergency. Yeah. Are you okay, Nick? Nick. Okay, hang on, hang on, just one second. Okay. No worries. Well, here, while while we're waiting on that, I I have something really cool I want to share with. Our Flash fam. Burn the hell out of something, though. Our house is full of smoke. I, we, we had Gypsy Jewels on from Zero yeah, Discrimination a while ago. 
And I talked to her about painting me a picture of a gold prospector. And I finally got it. Now, I know my green screen's messing with it a little. But you should be able to see it here pretty soon. Gorgeous. Yeah, now I just to need to find YouTube. a good spot to put it, either in the shed during the summertime and in the house during the wintertime, but, yeah. Gypsy, I love it. I tell you, I love it, sis. Very cool. I love it. Yeah. So your house ain't burning down, huh, Steph? Uh, no, but I, I think our... <clears throat> dinner is uh, oh, oops I, I, I texted her I, I don't mean to embarrass her I texted her at 940 I said it smells like something is burning and then she just came screaming out of her room <laughs> so I take that to me well dinner oops. is well done tonight no it's inedible it was going to be um, oh. spaghetti squash with like uh Italian sausage and stuff, man. I, I guess it's carry out tonight, huh? You know, a good cook never leaves the kitchen. Oh. Yeah, well, she was keeping it up. She was trying to keep, was keeping it up warm so we could eat together, probably. And uh, yeah, it just started to smell a little worse and worse and worse. And um, that's when I texted her. I think something is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, uh, is there something burning? <laughs> Tell her the yeah, smoke really alarm is not a timer. It smells like something is burning. Shit. Sounds like sounds like I caught a Grubhub tonight. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're closed. I think our we have food delivery around here. I don't think we have Grubhub, but we have food delivery, and they close at nine. So we're just no. Quick pancakes or something. Pizza, pizza delivers till like what midnight? Pizza delivery? Uh, we don't have Domino's or anything like that. It's a small town, <laughs> so yeah, all of them are closed by like ten. <laughs> PB and J sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, we do have that in stock here, so I think I can. Make <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's too bad. Or, or... That dinner looked like it was going to be really good. Yeah, bummer. <laughs> Sorry about that, Steph. <laughs> hey, that's not your fault. Ooh, yeah. You said a good cook never <laughs> leaves the kitchen. This happened every single night. I am a terrible cook. I managed to burn everything. I, the only thing I can not screw up is eggs, I think. That's about it. Everything else I totally screw Oh, up. I bet you can. Eh, sandwich. <laughs> I can have a sandwich. I can make myself a sandwich. If I ever find uh, well, there you go. Miss Laura says she'll make you a grilled cheese sandwich. I was just gonna say that she's right in New England, Miss Laurel. You're upstate New York. Get going. <laughs> I like uh, Ohio. Ohio Relic Hunter said, "Knock on the neighbor's door and say hi. Do you mind if I borrow a cup of dinner real quick?" <laughs> <laughs> You know the thing. The thing is, they would probably say yes. We have some really nice neighbors, at least on one side. The other side, they're okay. They're nice enough. But the but one side is just they're the nicest people. They've snow blow. They've uh, snow blow the driveway more than once because it's just for whatever reason the, the I don't know if it's just that someone 
forgets to put gas in there before we have a blizzard or whatever. Something always seems to happen. So our neighbor loves it. He comes over, he's like, yeah, I love blowing snow. Woohoo. <laughs> oh, my beer. Board, I guess. I don't know. But he's, uh, he's a nice guy. So if I went over there and said, could I have a cup of dinner? He'd probably say, yeah, sure. Come in for a beer, too. You know? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it stinks we don't have dominoes or anything out here. The price of you pay to live in a small town full of cellar. I've lived, I've lived in a small town. The smallest town I ever lived in was a place called Hudson uh, or Austin, Nevada. Population 300. Okay, well, we're not that small. I think that, that was small. We're probably under 10,000, but I, I don't know. I'd have to look yeah, it up, I mean, but it's relatively small. Yeah, and to the point where we don't have conveniences that are open that late. <clears throat> yeah. the, the the town was run by Junior, the bar owner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he knew where all the bodies were buried. <laughs> oh. should, should I say dumped? <laughs> That's better. That's probably, yeah. Well, much better. Dumped. <laughs> my, my shafts get pretty deep. <laughs> something is he in the mafia what's going on i know you can't no, talk it was just that. it was just junior he's a cowboy in nevada ran a bar uh, him and his mom yeah and no, no, too, let me tell you <clears throat> nope not that small out here no it's not actually, it's not exactly like you're going to hear banjos you might but probably not so it's not that bad. It's not like she's in West Virginia. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, West Virginia, that is the sticks. So I have a friends of mine, it's a couple that they live out there. I can't remember exactly <clears throat> what um what town it is, but if you've ever been to the Pink Moon Festival, they're the two who run that. I can't think of what the hell town they're in, but in any case. They live in the middle of absolutely nowhere, and they do hear banjos, I guess. So that's a little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, outdoors, a gal wants to know where you live. What state you're in? I'm in Connecticut. Expensive as hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I uh, I kind of like so I'm a big fan. I live in a a relatively quiet small area, but. I've got amenities within 15 minutes of me. And I feel like within 15 minutes, it's all groovy. You know what I'm saying? Like we I have a lot within 15 minutes, but then anywhere you want to, like, actually, like, if I want to go to my parents, it's 45 minutes away. If we want to go to a concert, it's 45 minutes away. If we want to go out to dinner somewhere that's not just some crap pub in town, it's 45 right. minutes away. You get the picture. But, yeah, anything you really need is within about 15 minutes. It's just a small town. Yeah, it's, it's the things that you want you have to drive for. Right, it's, it's all good until you yeah. get dinner. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for dinner, it's not very uh, convenient tonight, but we'll figure something out. Yeah. Crackers and cheese is probably what is on the menu. Grilled cheese sandwich sure sounds good. Thanks, Miss Laurel. It does really sound good. It does sound good. Oh, she. Her, she spelled it wrong the first time. Yeah, see what yeah. Ray said? He likes girl sandwiches. Girl cheese sandwiches, that's not, no. I'm not going to make any more comments than that, except for absolutely not. 
Cook up some omelets. There you are, Terry. My headaches today. <laughs> oh, um, well, I can't beggars can't be choosers, especially tonight. Well, sorry, your dinner got fried, um, but I absolutely enjoyed you being our guest tonight. Time absolutely. flies by. Thank you. It's almost worth the burnt dinner, you guys. Look at that. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but, you know, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I, yeah, well, it's fun. If we can't have these, like, rallies right now, at least these are fun to get together and, you know, geek out over digging. I miss right. the rallies a lot. Right. You know, a lot of stuff that we were supposed to have over the summer or this coming fall, it's all canceled, so it's and look, we even did a good deed today. We talked about staying safe out there while you're doing this by okay. staying hydrated and how to avoid cramps. And then stay salty. Stay salty. Stay salty. There you go. <laughs> Don't forget about the sunscreen, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah oh. I'm wearing a lot of foundation right now because I got yeah. burned on my face today. Yeah, I got to so like protect this beautiful skin here. Right. <laughs> you know, but I was wearing a hat with a wider brim than, than what Jess is wearing. I was wearing like kind of my, my bucket hat where yeah. my mosquito netting comes down. So I thought maybe I wouldn't get a burn on my well, face. I, 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 really, I really don't need a hat. I've got all this. So that, that keeps me covered. <laughs> I just didn't want to do my hair when I was digging today. And I'm like, well, if I dig a bucket list or I want to take a selfie with it or go live, I need to put something on yeah. this business. <laughs> since I got home. I yeah, you it. never know. You never know. Yeah, that's usually when I find something great is when I don't have makeup done or hair done or anything. And I just look like unrecognizable. Um, that's usually when I find something good. That's what a hat and sunglasses are for, though. <laughs> that's uh, yeah, they call that in construction. They call that trim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely been fun. It's it's uh it's ten o'clock. Yeah, ten o'clock. Two hours pass in a flash, yeah. like every week. Yeah. Um. I I definitely appreciate you joining us tonight, Steph. We had a great time with you. Our audience seems to have had a great time also. Um, hope we see you in the live chat from time to time. For sure. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, Ed. Get right. in the water, girl. <laughs> Get the magnet in the water, Rosa. And, 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 and think, about, think about making a trip down to Ohio here for, uh, for Gold Rush Days. All right. It's Learn every Labor Day weekend, metal detecting, gold panning, people from all over. Yep, all it's, over the country. It's a good time. Uh, and, and it's free. Oh, it's yeah. Free. Exactly. free. It's free. That's you all it's get to. Because gas is expensive. So. <laughs> well, it's it, right. It, you just got to get there. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I always, I always, I, I hate when people offer me free tickets to uh, a baseball game because they're not <laughs> going to be free. It's great. Yeah. Well, getting there is no problem, but once you get there, it's going to cost you a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks just for beer and boot, you know, and food stuff. So, yeah. was it free? Yeah. Free eight dollar tickets cost me two hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, well, there you go. That's how it generally works. But. Yeah. You well, and I both, Phil. Yes, totally. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I did I did sub you, I think. Pretty sure I did. Well, you better double check. You'll know. I better There's double check. You need to click it. <laughs> I know I watched a, a few of your videos because I'd like to see what you're about. You know? So it was cool. I enjoyed it. I enjoy your your bubbleness. Yep. You're just so bubbly. <laughs> You're bubbly on your videos. You know? You just... get me excited about something, really. It's right. Good. You know, you, you are. You, you get excited. That's cool. Yep. You know? It's all genuine. And, I, and then I look back at the footage. I'm like, wow, you sound like an idiot. But this is what I know in the video. <laughs> oh my God, it's a classic head. What? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, a toe tap. You know, we think we're hilarious. And that's all that matters, right? You know? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, I can't help myself. I just, I get very excited. That's why I try to kind of like reveal stuff in the moment as I'm digging it. I can't do live digs to save my life because that's just too much of a pain in the butt. I don't have the patience to, you know, stick a tripod out there. But um, at least pulling something out of the hole, I try to do that with the audience. <laughs> that's cool. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely have your style, Steph. I like it. Yeah, for sure. I, I like where you do your opening with the map behind you. I I think you do a great job. I'm surprised you're not like five thousand or higher yet. Yeah, it's only been a year, so. Oh well, you're doing great. Yeah. I'm at 2100 now, so not bad for the first year. And it snowballs after that, supposedly. So, yeah. Once you get over that hump of a thousand, it seems to get faster and faster. Yeah, it seemed to get faster. There, I mean, I had an influx, I think it was only a couple months, and I got like 500 subscribers or something. And, you know, I'm not. Some of us, it takes like. Eight years to get to a thousand. <laughs> well, I had some help in the beginning because Jocelyn, you know, plugged my channel on Crazy Lamp Lady. So oh, that okay. a lot. But, you know, a lot of those people have dropped off too because they don't care about, not everyone cares about metal detecting. There are some right. that have stuck around and I know they comment every week and I know that they came over from her channel. But I mean, it's few and far between. It, uh, a lot of people have left, I think. I thought Relic Recoverist was doing good, but Crazy Lamp Lady's just like blowing up. Yeah. She don't do hardly oh. any Relic Recoverist anymore. She's not the time. I mean, they've got their own business. They've got their warehouse. They do their live. Yeah, yeah. they and bought that storefront. Every single day. Um, you know, in fact, when I was there in July, or last July, it was funny because uh, she said, you know what? I guess I should go upstairs and make a video about how I'm not making a video today. But then she <laughs> do it for like three days, so people probably thought she was dead. So she kind of has to explain, like, hey, we had people crashing here from Connecticut. Sorry, guys. She didn't update the fan base at all that she was gone, from, to my knowledge. I don't know. And at the time, I think her, um, the uh, old things, Thrifters and Pickers group was like around 20,000 or something. There's 40,000 people in there now. It's crazy. Um, but I remember when she had 2,000 subscribers on Crazy Lamp Lady. I remember we were sitting at a, uh, after a treasure show that we had displayed at together side by side. We we're sitting at um, the hotel bar afterwards. 
And she was like kind of explaining some YouTube stats to me and showing me her Relic Recovery stats versus Crazy Lamp Lady. And she had just broken 2,000 subscribers. So it's weird to think about that now, like how that channel has just skyrocketed. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. I'm really happy for her. I mean, to make a living, you know, doing something that you really enjoy every day, that's that right. You can't beat it. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm happy for both Jocelyn and Drew. And like yeah, you they're, said, they're, they're, they're great people. They, they work well together, um, you know, and I, I think they need each other in that respect because that's a, that's a hell of a business to try to want, run as one person. Um, and I think they do it really well together, you know, and have each other to lean on because it's got to be exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you always got to struggle through that, uh, the hate you know, and that'll get you down. And you have to work past that. Once you can, once you figure out how to do that, it, it gets easier. I know there's been a couple of times where that's gone. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Well, oh, yeah. know what's happened with those points, Jesse, and it seems to always happen, Steph. Yeah. Uh, when I'm about fed up throwing the towel, is it worth the work and time, money I invest in this hobby? Yeah. Uh, even though I love it, it's it's like uh, oh, yeah, someone comes up to me and talks to me and says something like, uh, Miss Laurel, for instance, uh, I'm sorry, Miss Laurel, if you started YouTube because of me, please forgive me now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, they'll... they'll they they say just the right something to just really say wow make you say wow really and it gives you that fire under your keister again to keep going moving yeah, that's on that's why i do it i mean that's why i was killing myself today in the brutal heat when i thought i was gonna faint i'm like well i really don't like disappointing the the fan base i mean that i've, that I've created that i've worked so hard for um and they don't like to be disappointed either. I know. They really don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> Everyone, I've had maybe, like, I can count the number of times on one hand that I've had a really nasty comment that I delete and report. Um, one of them was ranking on my hair the other day. Like, I thought when you got on the screen, you were going to apologize for your haircut. <laughs> no. <laughs> And, and it didn't really make any sense. That's what I got from it. But I said, do you want to rephrase that in English? Never mind. Black. Yeah. Yeah. I want people to read that and get into a, a back and forth. I know it like increases your velocity on YouTube, but I don't like that crap. So I just say, you know what? It's, you, don't need, you don't need negative. I mean, you, I you, you, I don't you need, get I, I don't need people to, that are viewing the channel to see the negative either. Like, right. well, that's what I'm saying. It. I mean, it's, it's hard enough getting pass your own negativity on what you're creating. I mean, like we were saying earlier, you're your own worst critic, right? Yeah, so you, I think my videos yeah. suck. Like sometimes I'll, I'll shoot a video and I'll look at all the stuff that's there and I'm like, wow, this is a really crappy hunt. Right, right. It's not being received well, you know, because right. what I consider so you crap isn't necessarily that, then, Yeah, then all of a sudden you got some some jerkwad who comes up that you're going to apologize for your hair. You don't need that. You don't. You don't even need to have them on your on your channel. That's why, yeah, like, yeah, I just block people like that. This, I'm like, is, you know what? this is a dictatorship. This is my channel. 
Goodbye. Yeah, I've said and that I, before. You know, I can't just go ahead and immediately say something rude. I mean, I, I was snarky with this guy and said, do you want to rephrase this in English? Because it really was poorly, poorly written. It's like, were you half in the bag when you wrote that? What does this even mean? Yeah. Well, I comment, but typically speaking, you will not see negativity from me online. If somebody asks what I really think um, on the phone or in a chat, I might spill what I really think. Well, but yeah, in a format, I won't do it because... Um, you know, I'm also, I'm part of a face of Kelly Co. now, and I don't want to give them a, you know, a bad reputation, right. of, you know, acting immature online. So as much as I have started to write status updates and that I really want to post, <laughs> like, you know what, I can't do that. I can't complain. I can't be a pain in the butt. I can't, you know, and, and this isn't Kelly Co. telling me this. I just, I just know it's not good. It, it's not good for publicity or anything like that, or uh, to give people And it's a lot of it's a lot of wasted energy. It is, and it's like I you posted know. one thing once that was um, about somebody who had sent some threats my way, and I kind of wish I hadn't posted that because I had about 300 comments on that, so I eventually took it down <laughs> because it was, uh, you know, it, it was not appropriate to post in a public format, um, so it got handled legally instead. Well, not only like you were talking about Calico and stuff, we, we also become ambassadors of our lifestyle. Yeah, what's well, an ambassador of the hobby? I mean, before I was with Calico, I definitely considered myself an ambassador of the hobby because if, if I'm, you know, I'm sharing all of my digs, I'm right. trying to be positive with other people, I'm, I'm helping people in Messenger ID things or how to restore things or what detector they should get even before Kelly Co. So what about that? Isn't an ambassador. That is an ambassador of the hobby. I'm trying to promote it. I'm trying to get other people involved in it. So I'm like, you know what, if ambassadorship is my, my leaning, which I'm really passionate about, I, I can't spout off on Facebook about how I really feel about something. If I'm really right. off about something, it's not something you can do. And it's very, it is so difficult to hold that in. Um, you know, anyone that's an ambassador of the hobby would say that too. Oh, there's many times, Steph, I've been like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. backspace, backspace, <laughs> well, yeah, backspace. Yeah, and then afterwards, you're like, oh, crap, I have to delete that. Before <laughs> yeah, yeah, backspace, backspace, uh, backspace. There's been, there's been a few times when Ed said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond with this, and I look at it, and I go, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so a good thing I listen to you so sometimes. The last Jesse. thing you need to see, you know what I do too? I unfollow people if they put, I don't care what side you're on, and we're not going to get into it here because that never goes well. But anything political, if people are posting constant political stuff, I will unfollow them. I don't care what side you're on. I think it's divisive, I don't think it's helpful. Um, so that's my leaning on it. I know some people believe in, in posting a lot of that stuff and that's fine for them, but I don't want to see it because I don't want to have the inclination to get involved in it. When, oh, when and it's like in IMs too. I'm a lot like Jocelyn Elizabeth with this. If you <laughs> send me a bunch of shit in my IM, it dies there. I hey, don't forward stuff or nothing. Nope, it me. dies there. No. I hear that. So I just, you know, if I don't like what someone has to say and it's happened on multiple occasions, I just don't follow them. I don't defriend them. It's nothing personal. Um, you know, if I see them at a rally, I'll probably give them a hug and have a beer with them, whatever. But it's not something I want to see in my newsfeed or get amped up about because depending on my mood, this goes for all of us, you can get really amped up about something that 
it's just taking away your time and energy and making you look stupid if you respond with a knee-jerk reaction, which right. is exactly how I would respond. I am an Aries through and through. <laughs> <laughs> to a T. So I would um, definitely respond with a knee-jerk reaction <laughs> if I didn't unfollow people from time to time. You know, and it has to be really bad. I mean, if people are just a little off color, I won't unfollow them. But if it's really bad, um, yeah, I can't. Like, yeah, I don't unfollow my family. I don't always look at their feeds. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So, well, yeah, that's why we that's why we stay away from politics and religion. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. There's, there's never a winner there. That's it's just going to go poorly anyway. Yeah, we're not that type of channel. We're a, <laughs> we're a prospecting treasure hunting channel. Not, not that we don't have our own opinions. Oh, yeah, we we have a lot of... What's going on in the world. No, and my closest friends, I will talk religion and politics with them. Uh, but I have to be pretty damn close with them. Anyway, right, I understand that. And there's a difference between someone talking and someone preaching or whatever so, but you know boy you're having so much time and we're having such good time we're 17 minutes into <laughs> yeah, overtime yeah and we said goodbye a while ago didn't we no. <laughs> and i guess we can call it quits for the night so I can figure out my PB&J. Or <laughs> right. And I, I know I have to wake up at like four in the morning. So. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, you, de you definitely. Oh, uh, my work ain't done yet, honey. I I won't be done behind this desk till probably midnight. So, unfortunately. So, um, everybody. Oh, and Steph, welcome yeah. to the Flash fam. Because these people are, a lot of them actually have become friends I've met, I've prospected with, I've broke bread with, and maybe a couple of beers or shine with. But um, they, they, they are our family, and welcome to the Flash fam, Steph. You're welcome back anytime. And Absolutely. next Tuesday night is a chance when any of you could come on and be our guest because you know what? It's open line Tuesday, and I'll talk to the boss over there in the sombrero, uh, see if it might be a show us what you got today. Uh, yeah, so there it is. It's a show and tell open line Tuesday so uh, before the show make sure to send your finds your gold porn your treasure porn uh, I know Luke Duke has some that's still waiting to be shared so we'll share some of that stuff everybody thank you for joining us for another Tuesday night hangout live Jesse, Dano, Rose, and I, we greatly appreciate your company. So until next time, may you always have a flash in your pan. And you know what he's going to say next. That's right, Jesse, because you know what happens. Maybe one day, too, we'll meet you on the river. Good night, everybody. God bless. Good night.
Good night, everybody. Good night, Dano. Good night, Jesse. Good night, everybody. Good night, Dan. Good night, Miss Laurel. Good night, Dan. Good night. Good night, Rose. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs>